You're listening to the podcast of Church of the Holy Cross in Popper Bluff, Missouri, a community of faith learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at holycrosspb.org. One of my favorite movies is The Wizard of Oz. Some of you probably remember, you know, follow the yellow brick road, follow the yellow brick road. And if you remember the movie, Dorothy gets taken out of Kansas and she's in the land of Oz and she ends up with a cowardly lion, the tin man, what was the other one? Scarecrow, all going to find the wizard. Because each one of them needed something else from the wizard. You know, Dorothy wanted to figure out how to get back home. The Tin Man wanted to get a heart. The Lion wanted some courage. The Scarecrow wanted a brain. (laughs) But the thing is, they kept wanting to go see this wizard. And when they finally get near the end of their journey, and they get to the land of Oz, and they see where the wizard is, and they get the big green guy, oh, I'm the great and powerful Oz, And then when they actually meet this Oz and they see the big and all the power, it's not what they expected, was it? Because then they actually met the real Oz, you know, the guy behind all of the theatrics. They wanted to see the wizard, but instead they got a man. They wanted to get the big and powerful Oz, but instead they got a guy who had been strapped in the land of Oz for so long. So what does this have to do with our gospel for this morning? You're probably wondering. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) See, in our gospel for today, some Greeks, some Gentiles, come to one of Jesus' followers and says to him, we would see Jesus. Sir, can you show us this Jesus? And you would think that they would go, well, okay, let's go talk to Jesus. Well, no, this person had to go talk to the other person to tell that person to go tell Jesus that some people are here to see him. Did you follow all of that? (laughs) So they go through all of this to try to get to Jesus. And what we do is what they did is they put a bunch of obstacles in the way before they could actually interact with Jesus. And when they actually meet Jesus, Jesus doesn't stick a hand out and say, hey, great to meet you. Come follow me. He talks about why he was sent. He says to them, you know, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it cannot bear much fruit. Unless I am lifted up, nothing can come of me. Now, talk about a nice welcome message. That was not it. But I think the key to our gospel are those Greeks and those Gentiles who came and said to Philip and Andrew, we wish to see Jesus. And I think that most of the time, our picture that we have created of Jesus is the great and powerful Oz. When in fact, what we really get is the man behind the curtain. We want Jesus to be this big and powerful, authoritative thing that comes in and sweeps us up from whatever troubles or temptations or trials that we are facing, 
But that's not how God works. That is not the Jesus that we get. We get a very sometimes human Jesus. We get a Jesus who says crazy things like, forgive your neighbor, forgive your enemies, love the people who persecute you. Now, the last time that somebody persecuted you, how many of you had love as the first response? I see no hands. (laughs) He said impossible things to those who followed him. And then he had the nerve, the nerve to go and get himself killed. I mean, what good Messiah dies? If you're a good Messiah, you stay stay alive as long as you possibly can to influence as many people as possible. But Jesus says, unless I am willing to go to be that grain of wheat, unless I am willing to be lifted up on the cross, you cannot come to me. My sisters and brothers, the thing that I think that we in the church today, especially in the midst of this pandemic, we are called to show the world what Jesus looks like. Let me say that again. We are called to show the world what Jesus looks like. Not what the Episcopal Church looks like. Not what Holy Cross Poplar Bluff looks like. But we are called to show people who this Jesus is. We're called to show it out of the messiness of our lives, out of the places of hurt and pain, because we live in a world that is filled right now with hurt and pain, and we have good news. You and I have the good news that we follow a guy, we follow a God who is willing to come down and be a part and with us and outstretch arms on the cross in salvation. That is the good news that our world needs to hear. The same questions that those Greeks and Gentiles asked of the disciples, we wish to see Jesus, is the same thing that people in our world are craving for today. They want to see Jesus. They don't want to hear about our theological spin. They want to encounter someone who is willing to show them what forgiveness looks like, to show them what hope looks like, to show them what grace looks like, looks like. And here's the reality for you and I. For some people, you are the only gospel they will ever read. You are the only gospel that some people will ever read. You are the only Jesus that some people will encounter. And our world is starving. The people outside these walls are starving for the opportunity, like the Greeks and the Gentiles, to see Jesus in you. That is what we are called to be. We're called to show Jesus. We are are called out of the messiness and the ordinariness of our lives to say to other people, yes, the road is hard. Yes, life will be hard. Yes, there will be pain and there will be suffering. And yes, these are a part of who we are, but we know a God who's been there. We follow a guy who knows the hurt and pain of death and who has said to us in no uncertain terms that not even death will contain the love of God for each one of us. I love Paul's writings in Romans. That's probably the only one you'll ever get from me because most of the time I just don't get Paul. (laughs) 
But I love when he reminds us that neither height, nor depth, nor things past, nor things present, nor things to come, nor angels, or powers, or principalities, nothing under heaven or earth can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Well, let's say that like we own it. Like in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is who we are called to proclaim. We proclaim a crucified Messiah who had the audacity to come back, who had the audacity to tell us that we are supposed to be people of forgiveness, of grace, of hope, but above all, of love. So my sisters and brothers, my challenge for you is to go out into this world, a world that is in pain, a world that is hurting, a world that is in need of light and love and hope and show the world what Jesus looks like. Back in 2017, Barna, which is a religious um, statistics group, did a survey of millennials. And they asked millennials, when you hear the word Christian, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Anybody want to guess what the number one answer was? Close, not quite hypocrites. Anybody else? Anybody want to guess? This is an interaction rather than I'm not talking to you for 20 minutes. <laughs> Stingy? The number one response was judgmental. You want to know what never made that list? Loving. Hopeful never made it. Joyful never made it. Forgiving or grace-filled None of those made the list of what millennials thought of Christianity. To say that Christianity has a PR problem is to put it mildly. But I find hope in that survey. Because here's the thing, you and I get the opportunity every single day that we get up and we walk out our door to continue to be good news for a world that needs good news. We get to go show what good, loving, Christian relationships look like when we go out and interact with our sisters and brothers who might be different than we are. We get to show what forgiveness and hope and joy, and we get to proclaim the good news of following this Jesus every time we get up. Every day is another opportunity for us to be Christ for someone who needs Christ in that moment. Because as I said before, you are the only gospel that some people will ever read. You're the only Jesus that they will ever encounter. And the challenge for you and I is to make sure that when we encounter others, when we interact with others, that we are showing them this Jesus who has transformed our lives in so many ways. That we're showing them that the good news of the gospel is true and real and right here in you. Because you, my sisters and brothers, are the ambassadors of hope to a God who calls us together in love. St. Francis used to say, preach the gospel, use words when necessary. And that is our call. So as you leave here today, go forth from this place and preach the gospel. 
Preach the gospel loud. Preach it proud. Brag as you as you must. Preach the gospel, the good news of following this Jesus. And use words when you have to. Albert and Teresa, please stand for a moment. You have discovered the Episcopal Church. And we are so much better for having discovered you. Know that as you embark on this journey of confirmation, that you are being called to show the world what Jesus looks like. It is an impossible task, and you cannot do it alone. But with these good folks here, as your guides and your support, you will show the world what Jesus looks like. You will continue to be a loving, forgiving, and caring presence, not just here, but wherever you go. My charge to you, as you enter this time of being confirmed, my charge to you is to preach the gospel. Use words when you have to. And if a day goes by that you do not, I will find you. <laughs> and I will pluck every single hair from your head one by one. That's a lot of plucking. <laughs> preach the gospel with your life every single day. And use words when you have to. And may God bless you as you begin this journey. And may God bless us all that we may show Jesus. Amen. Amen.